Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Coffee Lovers Magazine with Jesse Nelson of Kondo Coffee oh. and Hello. And we have guest today, Ryan McDonald. <laughs> it's with Ice Cold Now and their Cold Wave iced coffee maker. Welcome, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. A little impromptu, you came by to show off the uh, the Cold Wave and uh, we just happened to be talking about cold coffee today. So That was perfect. Perfect for the agenda. Yeah. We've been drinking cold brew all summer long. Cold brew, iced coffee. Cold the current coffee. issue on the magazine is about cold coffee and That's all right. that sort of thing. Um, and uh, we'll talk about the cold wave in a little bit. We wanted to do a little bit on cold brew first. Uh, but Ryan, since you're here, what are your thoughts on the general ways that coffee is made cold? Gotcha. So the ways that we have in the market right now are uh, two methods, either cold brew or hot coffee that in some way gets poured over ice or slowly chilled in some way. Uh, cold brew, for me, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, it never really seems to pull out the flavors that I want in a hot coffee. Um, they generally kind of all taste the same to me. It's kind of that mellow, bourbon-y, sort of ambiguous taste mm. to it, which to me is just kind of not whatever the what I'm looking for. I'll just I'll make a hot coffee and I'll tough it out and sweat it out in summer, you know? Right. Uh, and then hot coffee over ice, you know, especially the Japanese method, I feel like is, is definitely better. It's closer to what we want for sure, and the, the recipe's adjusted. But it, it still tastes a little watery to me. I feel like it's not a very full flavor. So, yeah, it's kind of not, not ideal, but, you know, if you're in a pinch, for sure. It's kind of hard to make good colder coffee, and it takes a long time to brew it, Yeah. you know, for, for making that slow brew or cold brew. Yeah. You know, the, the Chemex over ice or pro over ice, like the Japanese method, is it's handy. Yeah. You know, but there's totally. some variables in there for sure. One of the things I do like about cold brew, though, and I say the Japanese ice method as well, uh, and I think you were pointing out this earlier, uh, just how it's it's spreading kind of outside of specialty coffee, is I think it makes drinking coffee by itself more accessible to yeah. people who haven't done that before. Or different times of day, you know, I think for... Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Handy. For sure. I, I mean, to, Starbucks is, of course spreading the cold brew everywhere and now it's in all the major chains and that sort of thing right but um i don't know i i I like cold brew but i never find myself making it i always end up just making uh you know like japanese ice pour over right at home because that's super easy to take the regular method and brew it that way but um you make a lot of cold brew we do yeah we make a lot of cold brew here for in-house and for neighbors and then we do some catering services as well for cold brew um so we make pretty large batches of it and it seems that, I guess, I... Uh, What's a large batch to you? Like five gallons at a time, yeah. like a full Cambro kind of thing. Um, we'll do, we've done, you know, eight of those at once. So it's just, a, it's a lot of coffee. And that's, it's fun. It's, uh, I totally agree that it's not necessarily a very precise brew method. And, you know, we have a ratio and we've sort of figured it out and it's good. Um, a lot of cold brew, I think it's, it's used as like, they use blends and some of that bulk stuff that doesn't necessarily produce the most exciting flavors in general and cold brew is more muted in that way doing a slow brew um, so you get a lot of extraction we've messed around a lot with some light roasted natural processed coffees and you get some cool little funk in there um, make some little blends and things like that but you sort of have to have to anticipate how you're brewing the cold brew to to get that flavor out of it um, i'm remembering right now this was like a year or two or maybe even three ago you cold brewed a 90 plus coffee Mm-hmm. And it tasted like cascara, um, or bourbon. It was the, there was a coffee. Was it the Yemen? It was the Yemen. The Yemen. It tasted right. like oak aged bourbon with like raspberry like wow. rim on it. It was so amazing. And 
Yeah, it threw us for a loop. It was, I actually, I, I kind of forgot about that, but I have goosebumps, if you can see that in the radio <laughs> land. Like, it was, it was pretty remarkable. Um, can you hear the goosebumps, crackling. listeners? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so we, you know, we used a big method. We used pretty straightforward. We used about a gallon of uh, water to a pound of coffee and grind it fairly coarse and immerse it for at least 24 hours and then filter it over cheesecloth and a strainer and... That's how you make it, and then we kind of dilute it to flavor from there. Mm. So you get a little bit of a concentrate, and that's fairly traditional. Uh, there's the, like the Toddy brand method with their big filter sacks that they use, which are a little bit more, they're a little easier, I well, guess, like because the, you could, all the grounds are contained in there. Yeah, the Toddy bucket itself yeah. is pretty slick if you're going to brew like a gallon of and A lot of cafes brew. use that. We used to do uh, 10 gallons at a time of I cold know. brew and just make that, and just every day, kind of every other day or so. Um, what I like about the big batch brewing is, is it lasts quite a while. You know, it lasts about a week in most cases. So you can make a lot of it and kind of ration it out. Um, I think that's another another reason that at least I think people think they want to make cold brew at home mm-hmm. is, is the idea just that you can make a big batch of it. Right. And then you get up in the morning well, and that's, all you got to do is pour out your coffee from the fridge. Right, and that's sort of the science of doing a slow brew over 24 hours is getting the... Um, the volatility it's not a very volatile way to brew the coffee so it actually lasts longer mm-hmm. and, and doesn't kind of decompose or, or you know fall apart flavor wise whereas drip coffee you know the, the um, pour over ice something like that like it, it tastes pretty good but it it fades away over you know a shorter amount of time espresso on ice like same thing even faster well so. and we were observing this earlier we did a we did a japanese ice uh, yeah. earlier before recording and um Francis was noting that even after 15, 20 minutes, the, the taste of that Japanese ice brew, like, it shifted it significantly. Totally does. And I absolutely prefer the small batch brewing to our cold brew that we make, you know, because it's one at a time and it's real fresh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, uh, there's some, we were talking about that, the variables of having, you know, how much ice is left and when does it melt and how diluted is that, because that changes that brew ratio. So when we first tasted it, it was real bright and kind of spot on and then it faded pretty quickly as the ice started melt and just washed out that sweetness washed out of it mm-hmm. yeah that's true as far as making cold brew at home uh i think i mean your bucket system is pretty slick i always kind yeah. of want to get something like that but i live in a tiny we do like two gallons silly. a piece and they fit in the fridge pretty well but it's yeah. a lot of coffee for one person you know you're not that's necessarily going to drink that in a day i uh i often recommend a french press yeah, I think French press is a Let good way to Let it sit on the counter it. overnight and then filter that into a mason jar or something like that. It's got its own filter that does a decent job of getting mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff and you can... But like French press has a lot of sediment in there still. That's true. But yeah, I mean, you can just filter out the rest through like a paper filter or something like that. <laughs> but there's some other ways that are kind of exciting. Um, uh, well, actually, on, so there, there is, of course, this whole... Before we get into alternate cold brew methods, there's, there's this whole series of brewers that are just like inserting like it's a container and you just insert another container with the coffee in it oh right yeah like the brewerista brand they're big ones is that what you mean uh i mean not, not even like branded ones it's just like there's a there's a whole bunch of chinese knockoffs of chinese knockoffs of knockoffs of other things that are just it's a it's a uh, carafe with a mesh, mesh cylinder right. you fill with the coffee and you put it in and as far as cold brew goes they're actually pretty darn effective well it's basically the same thing yeah you know for us, like cheesecloth is, is really cheap. So, I don't know. I'm cheap. 
Okay. I, I have actually filtered <laughs> my cold brew through paper before, and it's a real pain in the butt. It takes surprisingly long. It takes so long. Yeah. It's, it's weird, just, yeah. There's, yeah. like, so, such small sediment in there, but it blocks the filter there's really quick. There's a lot quick. of sediment, though, yeah. yeah. But the result is actually um, pretty delicious. Yeah. It's almost worth it. <laughs> yeah. I've done a Cascade where we have our big Cambro, and we're filtering in, and then you have the spout open, so then that pours into another Cambro huh. with a filter there, another layer of cheesecloth, and then through a paper filter, trying to trying to get that food. So we have talked about other cold coffee methods, of course, the Japanese ice method we've been throwing around. How do you usually do that? Let's see. Today I did 45 grams of coffee to 750 grams of water, so it's kind of higher on the on the water content. It's about 1 to 20 ratio, I think. But um, 350 grams of that water, in quotes, my air mm -hmm. quotes, is ice. So basically it's 350 grams of ice and then 400 grams of Interesting. water over, uh, huh. whenever over I do 45 the, grams of Whenever coffee. I do the ice method, I, I keep the wa total water ratio the same. I try to, but I up it a little bit because the ice doesn't always melt completely. Okay, I always found with the third ice it does. Like it ends up perfectly. Yeah, but it's nice to have ice in your cup when you're drinking cold coffee, I think. Yeah, you just add the ice afterwards. <laughs> water down when it melts. <laughs> I guess that's true. And now we have some fun new things. Yeah. Um, Ryan, why don't you tell us about the cold wave? For sure. So the cold wave is a device that you just keep in your freezer. Essentially a two-part system. There's one that's kind of just a uh, pitcher, and the top piece has a bunch of uh, what are looking like white-looking straws. Those straws are all filled with purified water, and just a little bit of space for air, so when the uh, when it's going to freeze in your freezer, you know the the tubes don't expand. With that, it's pretty easy to use. You just pour in hot coffee at any extraction. Um, you could do a V60, Kalita Wave. You could do espresso, French press, whatever you want, and whatever you prefer. And um, pour that into the pitcher, and then just put the top piece on top of it, and it will take it from you know around let's say 200 degrees to 40 degrees in about a minute, minute and a half, which is really, really cool. Should we test that out with our yeah, thermometer? Yeah, but I think, I think just to, I think to absolutely interrupt you here, because <laughs> it's so cool, is the noise that this makes when you actually pour the coffee into the, uh, the carafe here. Oh, or, yeah. you or you put the, is there a name for this insert? Uh, I think just insert is the, the word we use for it, yeah. The, the frozen, I mean, it's, frozen it's gizmo? Sort of, it, it is really the cold wave part of the cold wave. This is just right. kind of a jug. So. Pouring the coffee in here. And the only, the only, I guess I could say downside I could see of this, um, well, hold on, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna listen. <laughs> we're gonna listen to the answer. So we have the coffee in there, and now you just put the insert in. Yep. This is, I think, I think this is reason enough. There you go. All right. Uh, the crackle sound you heard there is the, um, just the temperature change. The sound will be a little harsher depending on how cold the cold wave is and how hot the coffee is. But um, it's just kind of a neat sound. We've actually trademarked that noise, believe it or not, which is really funny. Cause really? It was like like the, it was, the descriptive name of it or just? I don't even know how they did it, but they told me that they did. And uh, which I thought was just amazing, just the fact that they did that. But also um, <laughs> it, was, it was the thing that everyone like grabbed onto they right. were like wow that sounds so what's that the crackle. trademark name of that crackle i think we just call it the crackle essentially the yeah crackle? yeah i don't know if there's uh i'm sure there's a whole bunch of legalese but uh i thought that was really cool that we were like i'd right, be well. curious i mean that's almost like the uh npr the sounds of the week kind of thing <laughs> there you go yeah. um can we call it the first crackle <laughs> there you go, right? the second crackle yeah <laughs> what would what would the second crackle be 
I have no idea. Yeah, cleaning it, I don't know. <laughs> How easy is it to clean this thing? I mean, it looks pretty straightforward. It's a, there's a lot of these little straws. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, for me at home, I'll just run a sponge around all the outside with uh, soap, uh, water, you know, soap, and then I just rinse it off with water. Pretty easy to do, or you can uh, put soap water in the, the bottom jug, right. and then just put the top piece on and just rinse it off. Or just straight rinse it. If you're using coffee every day, you probably won't notice the difference. Clean right. it with soap maybe once a week. Really up to you. Yes, I've, I've used it uh, maybe half a dozen times so far, and I've not used soap since. Like when I opened it at the very beginning, you know, I did a, did a soap bath, you know, brand new. Uh, but since then, I've only rinsed it off, and I mean, I can't see any mm -hmm. yeah. things sticking around. It does 16 ounces of coffee at a time, so that's yeah. a... Oh, so that's what I was going to say. The only the only drawback I'd see is you can only do up to 16. Right. Yeah. Too bad uh, the technology isn't scalable. Uh, well, so that's interesting <laughs> you mentioned that. Um, I know. Look at that setup. Slam dunk, alley up here. All righty. Uh, so we actually are scaling this up to a couple different iterations, so... We're definitely going to make a, a larger version of the cold wave soon in exactly the form that you see it now where, you know, it does have to stay in your freezer so that there's a limitation from freezer space. But we also have an electric version of it coming really soon, um, mostly for cafes what we're mm -hmm. angling it at or bars. Uh, so this way they can literally just plug it in, no freezer use at all, and it will just infinitely cool things down. And uh, unlike an espresso machine where, you know, there's a point where the espresso machine can get overloaded and it can't produce as much hot water at the proper temperature, this actually gets more effective the colder it goes, which is really, really cool. That sounds like it's going to be a cafe-only thing, not really for someone for home use. Is it going to fit under a brewer so you'd have, like, a regular batch brewer with your cold system sitting on, the, like, the AirPot platform? We are looking at uh, iterations of both. Um, so there would be one where you could brew directly onto that. Uh, and it will just chill out immediately, and there'll be another version where, you know, let's say you don't want to do, you know, a gallon of coffee. Right. You just want to do 12 ounces for yourself, and then 12 ounces for, you know, the next customer, et cetera, et cetera. So let's say you're at, like, Extraction Lab in New York, and they want to do a steampunk of just this coffee, and someone wants exactly just that coffee. They could do individual batches as well. Right. Yeah. I think it's cool. It's almost like a battery, like, as far as, yeah, you yeah. know, the... the the surface area for all the frozen for, you know, for the contact there. Right. It, it was, uh, I remember thinking it was smaller than I expected it to be, which I, I, I mean, from the first time I, I saw the pictures of it and I, I, I imagined it taking up a lot of space in the freezer, but it doesn't take up. Yeah. I mean, this coffee is totally cold. So whatever, whatever this has been on the recording, yeah, 90 seconds, two minutes or something like that. Like, yeah, that's impressive. I mean, the, the big issue with just taking brewed coffee and put it in the freezer is it takes two hours, and then by that point, it's already stale anyways. Right. There's a lot of weird smells well, in the freezer. And also, you're putting a hot thing in your freezer right. or your fridge, which is not good for everything else in there. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think it's cool. Almost looks like a little Brita. I mean, it's only, I had it up there with, like, the third wave water as far as sort of an essential little easy thing to have around for making another beautiful cup of coffee. Wow. No, I'm glad you guys like it. Yeah, we've definitely shipped it around a bunch of different people, and we've gotten great reviews, both from um, James Hoffman and George Howell especially, really loves it, which uh, Those guys are is right. a big honor. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly right, yeah. They're okay, yeah. I think Howell, they did coffee, I'm pretty yeah. sure. George Howell knows his stuff, I guess. Yeah. He's, he's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've um, been in coffee for a little bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So we did a little taste test side by side. Oh, yeah. We did sort of the same, essentially the same ratio. There's a little bit of an issue with with doing the pour over over ice versus just right. a standard Chemex, but we use the same coffee. Uh, it's a beautiful new Kenyan that we have and um, did side by side. And kind of like the first sip to me was that the over ice Japanese method was a little brighter and sweeter right off the top. 
Um, but this was this. But then the uh, cold wave was really full bodied, and like very round, and a lot more of that kind of chocolate body flavor that was missing. Yeah, there's um, definitely this. Uh, I'm still trying to wrap coffee. my head around um, the the added perception of sweetness that I get in the Japanese ice method, and I haven't figured out exactly why that is. But I get it in every every time I do an, uh, right. that kind of brew method. But in the cold wave, it des- definitely does. It's noticeably better extracted. Mm-hmm. Because it is just the full proper extraction. brewing extraction, yeah. and it's just chilled really. Well, I feel like that that particular warm Chemex recipe is a little bit better, and it's designed to be better as a hot brew like that. Mm-hmm. And so then you take that nice hot brew and you put that in and cool it down right away, and it's uh, yeah, it's it, it, yeah, it was tasty. So it tasted like a cold version of the hot coffee, which is really nice as opposed to the freezer burned version of cold <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Aside from the the small details of differences there, I mean, it's obviously you're obviously making a really good cup of iced coffee with this. It's just dead simple. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know anything or think anything. Right. You just pour the coffee in, and then you put the thing in the thing, and then you wait two minutes. Right. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of what I, I I'm realizing. It's just a really nice piece of simple equipment to keep around. Yeah. yeah it's it's sort of it's like that porcelain that we had yeah. over there at the the La Marzocco Cafe. Where the different shaped porcelain. Oh yeah, um, yeah. From Tim Wendelboe. Yeah, those are cute. You know, and that was sort of one of those realizations. Of like, oh well, yes, of course, this coffee's good, but the way the cup is shaped and how you taste that, you know, how the how you pour that coffee in your mouth is sort of just an easy way to enjoy that cup differently. And I think this is a one of those simple little additions. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. To me, I think if anyone ever wants iced coffee, I mean, it's. Something like this is perfect. Just always have around. I mean, you can literally take your your bring your pot of coffee that you make in the morning on your Mister Coffee machine, mm-hmm. or beautiful Technovore Mocha Master, <laughs> and you know take your hot cup and pour the rest into this, sixteen ounces at least into this, and then make quick cold coffee. Pour that in the thermos, and you have your coffee for the rest of the day. That's going to taste good. Yeah. Yeah. A neat thing too is that you can actually now taste the exact same coffee, both hot and cold. Whereas before, you know. You can obviously make the same coffee hot and cold, but you can never have the exact same extraction, the exact same batch side by side. There's no difference. I brewed these exactly the same. Just one of them was rapid chilled. Uh, and so that's really exciting for us too. Uh, I served this to a handful of people at SCA. I served them, you know, the same coffee hot and cold. And they were like, yeah, there's, I mean, aside from temperature difference, they're like, this is the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. cause the same extraction and everything. And that was really exciting for people to see. That is pretty cool to think about. Yeah. Anyways. I like it. Yeah, get one. Yeah, and they're really good price too. Yes, forty dollars USD. You can find them on Ice Cold Now and pretty soon on Coffee Lovers Magazine. Yep. Coffee Lovers Magazine shop. Yep. We'll put the links below. Should be up by the time this episode's up, or shortly yep. after. Perfect. Come buy coffee, conduit, and we'll. Uh, yep. We'll share a cup of coffee with you. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, come buy conduit. Conduitcoffee.com. Yep. Buy some conduit coffee. Awesome. CoffeeLoversMagazine.com. Get a Coffee Lovers box. That's we got some conduit in there too. <laughs> I should do a bundle. I'll be getting to September. Maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll do that for for the holidays. I'll put together bundles and I'll have like a like a cold coffee bundle. Uh, we could do it for spring blossom in the spring, there so we don't go. have to plan something else for December. <laughs> <laughs> holidays right. are coming. Anyways, this is um, awesome. Yep. Cool. And that's thank you so much for sharing coffee. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for coming along, Ryan. Of course. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Chowder. Chowder. We don't have it. We've been doing the the oh. cheers with the, but we don't have mugs because 
we have you have been listening to coffee lovers radio please subscribe rate and review on itunes support the producers check out coffee lovers magazine at coffeeloversmag.com and download our app also get yourself some fantastic coffee from conduit coffee at conduitcoffee.com